Hey, Untamables. This is author and poet Kiana Denae. I just wanted to send some love to Untamed in this Get Caught Up podcast with Writer Wednesdays. These tips are amazing. They are definitely very relevant in not only the author world, but the business world. And please, please follow and listen to this podcast and get your life together with branding, with um, promoting yourself, marketing, everything. All these Writer Wednesdays tips are the perfect jumpstart into making yourself promotable, making yourself marketable, and making yourself uh, professional. So I'm sending you all love and ink. Have a great day. And now, here is your host. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Get Caught Up Podcast. I am your host, Untame, and I am not joined at the moment with my lovely co-host, Miss Crystal. She is, uh, they're stuck in that good DC traffic, so we're going to wish her the best. I know it is holiday season, so I am not in envy of her right now, but of course, you know, she pops in, she will be here and give her the opportunity to say hello, hello to you guys as well. <clears throat> First, I want to give a major shout out to our sponsors. Kiana Donay, XOJC, KB's Bookshelf, Tyler Landscaping, Jones Pressure Washer and Lawn Care, and me and my son's lawn care. And of course, we are presented by Untamed Publishing. Allow us to help you unlock your unlimited writing potential. If you are an aspiring new or even seasoned author and need some help along your literary journey, there are a plethora of services that are available for you, such as synopsis writing, editing, proofreading, or that is also where you can sign up if you would like to have a commercial air doing our show. So make sure that you head on over to www.untamedpublishing.net. And it is December, guys. This is our last interview for the year. The last author interview for the year. We don't have any more um, to do. And, you know, have no more guests because we normally still kind of go into a hiatus. But we do have one more show that's upcoming. And I will go into more information about that towards the end because I want to go ahead and bring in our guest for the evening and she is no person who is new to the show. She is actually a recurring guest. But we're going to catch up with her and find out what else she's got cooking and brewing, you know, out here in these literary streets. But before we do that, I am going to read her bio and then I'm going to bring her on, you guys. So 
We are talking about none other than Miss Arthur Coco Devoir. And I explain why I said her name like that a little bit later. <laughs> Coco Devoir. <laughs> she is a new author that loves creating morally gray stories centering Black women in precarious situations, being obsessed over by Mr. Dangerous with a good amount of spice. Mm. Coco is a biblical field by nature and has a love for stories that center Black women. When she's not conquering the corporate world, creating delicious meals that her two children refuse to eat, or trying to convince her husband that dog needs a friend, she's guaranteed to have a book in hand. Welcome to the UP High Seat, Miss Coco Devoir. How are you doing this evening? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> That is good. Now, listen, the last time you were here, we were talking about how interesting your name was. And we just had this running, you know, joke to say that your name sounds so exotic. So we had to pronounce it a certain way. Talk of the boy. And I did not forget that. Yeah. <laughs> I did not forget it. So, you guys, that's where that comes from. Because we were just, her name is so cute. We asked her the last time about her pseudo. But just in case somebody missed it, just explain how you came up with this beautiful pseudo name of Coco Dubois. <laughs> so Coco is actually my nickname. It's a family name, a family nickname, I guess I should say. Um, and it was too good to pass up. And then Devor is the same thing. It's also a family name. So I got I got lucky with them. I got lucky with both of them. They made it easy for me and they flow. So I was like, it's meant to be. <laughs> I know that's right. See, that's that's good. You can't look. They knew you was gonna be a writer. They can't get you a bit there, pseudo as soon as you came to the world. <laughs> so I am not bad at it, but I absolutely just adore that name, and I still I can't say it regularly for anything. So <laughs> ever since you said it, I can never say it regularly. But I love it, and I love the pseudo. But I want to know. So we talked a little bit last time you were here. We talked about you as an author. But now I want to get into some quirky stuff about you as an author. Because, you know, we got your background and all of that stuff. So I want to know, like, just something unique. What's a unique writing habit that you have? I, I've come to find out that I am very much a mood writer. Um, I'm mm-hmm. very much a, a playlist type of writer. So I have to, I have separate sets of music that I kind of tap into to get me in a, in whatever mood that I need to be in. Um, Playlists, like I can't, I cannot just sit down and quiet and be able to write. Like I have to create an atmosphere. Mm -hmm. So a candle, whatever playlist, and it's this, I'm on this lavender one right now, but Okay. I'm I'm very much a mood writer. I have to set the proper atmosphere, which I, I think to me makes sense because I'm the same way about my reading. Like I have to make sure I have my blank mm. rag. I gotta make sure I have my drink and I have again I'm setting an ambiance of whatever I want <laughs> I want to be in to get me in that mindset. So like um exactly. what is it? Some something I'm currently working on. I'm I'm not very much a country music person. But I have a whole country mm-hmm. playlist to kind of get me in that mindset of these is down south, down home, small town folks. Let me get in that mindset of this is that type of vibe I'm trying to go for. Like I, I'm a mood writer, and that mood is incorporated with music. I gotta 
make myself a little scared. I gotta get myself <laughs> like give me a little Janet Jackson going on if that if that's what the mood is calling for. But music is a must. I listen. I get that. I understand that wholeheartedly um, because I write in different genres as well, and so I always say like. The, uh, most of the genres aren't too far from each other. Like poetry is one, and then I do romance. Um, but aside from those, it's like when I write in urban fiction or even in crime thriller, so to speak, I have my playlist is totally different. Like when, <laughs> whenever I, you can always tell when I'm writing in romance because you'll see like a whole lot of R&B and stuff pop up. Right. So like my Spotify rap this year, I was concentrating on like romance, so yeah. <laughs> my it was so funny when my Spotify rap came around. It was like you were you listened to one genre, and they said R and B, and I was like, I'm not surprised. <laughs> it was like I cannot if I'm listening to that, and someone says, "Can you go and write, you know, this urban script or this, you know, urban fiction book?" I'm like, "Hold on, give me a couple of weeks to reset my mind, <laughs> and, I then I, and I'll come back to you." <clears throat> Yeah, I gotta shift it to it. I was like, yeah, because I don't be sitting around here listening to Tupac regularly now. <laughs> right. Right. I, I like them, but you know, Tupac gets you in a different kind of mindset when you look. Because I, you know, he got some, you know, like really subtle stuff, but most of the stuff I like about him is stuff like hit him up. You know, so I, <laughs> hit him up is one of my, it's one of my top ten favorite songs. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not, but like yeah. I'm the same way with rap. Okay, like what um, what was it? There was Deftones. It's like a more of a, I guess technically a heavy metal band. Yes. Oh my goodness. So I, yeah, I'm with you on it, and so and I have. And it's so funny because I do have like a lot of different music on the, you know, like neo soul. I have country, I have a country music playlist too. Um, alternative rock music. I gotta have a bunch of different playlists. And it just kind of depends on what, you know, I don't, I listen to music more so in the car, but I listen mostly when I'm writing or about to write. So it depends on like you, it depends on what I'm, you know, what I'm about to dive into is what you're gonna hear. But like I know I was heavy on the romance all last year, this year. So when it said, "Oh, I only listen to R&B," I believe it. That was a strong. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I, I wouldn't really, it wouldn't really on that, uh, that rap, <laughs> that rap stuff. Maybe you know a few songs here and there, there between like Megan Thee Stallion or Lotto or something, but uh-uh, I wasn't really on it. <laughs> Not a year before, <laughs> it was like." They was like, yeah, you listen to all hip hop. <laughs> it was, was, like, what yeah. was it? the top five. And it was funny because like the songs that it picked were very much like, okay, I can remember what I was writing when I was listening to this heavily, heavily listening to this. So I was like, this is challenging. Exactly. I'm going to have that song on repeat as I'm trying to work through this chapter. But you ain't got to tell me this were your top five songs this year. I know it was a hard chapter to get through, but I made it. You ain't got to remind me. Like, what? You saw like me when I started listening. It was like I was a bit guessing it before they told me. I was like, Vito just got usher. They were my top three artists too. Vito <laughs> just got usher. Like I do it, I do it. <laughs> and they snuck in two more, and I can't remember who they were. But I was like, I did. You know, I think one of them was like one of the songs I listened to a lot was like something about boys and men. I was like, huh? I did. <laughs> but that's the only one that surprised me. And I said, well. Maybe I did because I, you know, I know it was probably on a playlist or something, but 
knowing me, it just got hung on a loop. <laughs> he cut it off. He cut it off. But our, our host, Crystal, she made it in. She's finally here. <laughs> so, Miss Crystal, I listen. I told I, I pre warned the listeners that you were stuck in traffic. And so, you know, you might, if you come in, we'll let you pop on in and everything. So, I'm going to let you come on in so you can speak and say what's up to the people and to Miss Coco. You on mute, though. <laughs> yes, I couldn't jump on in the call because my daughter liked to have the music loud and ratchet. So, I was like, I'll just wait till I get in the house. But, <laughs> hey, everybody. Look, I'm back. I'm back, I'm back. You're back, you're back. I'm back. Yes, we just we just got started. We was just up here talking about writing habits and everything. So I oh. you know, well, you know I, your Spotify playlist. <laughs> I hear everybody have writing habits and there's this music. I love music too much to write to music. So literally I turn the TV on um, to a show that I've already seen and just have the talking in the background. And that works perfect for me. But music, I'll start singing and dancing and forget about writing. So that's me. I can't do it. So my quirk with that is I listen to the music up until the point that I write. And I say that because I start writing song lyrics down. Um, so like I listen to a ton of music to like set the mood in the frame. And then I just stop. And I'll just like have my headphones in so everybody think I'm still listening to music because otherwise they'll start talking. <laughs> That's smart. And then I, then I start writing. Yeah, so they think I'm not paying no attention when I got my headphones. But you want to know what music <laughs> did help me Um, when we were writing one morning when you were doing jazz in the morning. That works pretty okay. good because there's no words to it. So that would be music mm-hmm. I would put on. Maybe something like with the rain coming down, you know. And, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, something like that. But if it's something that I like, you, forget, you can forget it. <laughs> yeah, I can't listen to that. That's one thing I cannot do. And even when I'm, especially like if I'm writing Urban Fiction, because we just talked about Hit Em Up was one of our favorite songs, right? If I'm listening to that, it's something about hip-hop music, rap. Y'all already know. You go into a whole different mindset. You dancing, you rapping, or you say yeah. like you get, you turn into a whole artist. <laughs> <laughs> you do, yep, that, that's it's true. A whole author, you be a whole artist. <laughs> like, listen, I done put on my own mini concert for me. Like, that's uh, me all the time. I was on on uh, was it YouTube? Those mm-hmm. to help, and then like if it's like a thriller or something like that. There was one that I found. It was only like an hour long. It was also on YouTube, but like thriller ambience, like thriller ambience writing. Um, dark academia writing and it's the same type of vibe because sometimes I want I want lyrics to help me get in the mood like more so if it's like a um, romance particularly because it mm-hmm. just invokes those images in my mind anyway of like helping me get in the right mind frame but if it's something if I'm trying to scare myself then I'm, I'm on YouTube finding me a little whatever ambiance trying to find it there and then those ones, you know, they be hours long where they have them where it's just like, yes, be streaming it's perfect. Or even for 24 hours, I've listened to um, Rain Falling to Go to Sleep, and that is like the best thing in the world. Yes. It's so soothing. It's yeah. so soothing. I like, um, for me, this is not funny, but um, 
Look, the funny part about Rain is I do like to listen to it, but then I can't listen to it because somewhere in the middle of the night, it's going to make me have to want to get up and go to the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like that running water. He's like running water. So I listen to like Thunder. I like the soft ones with Thunder, like when I'm asleep or, you know, nor me unless I'm listening to an audio book. So, like, that's a whole nother conversation because, baby, I'll set a good 30 minute time on that audio book in a minute and, and yeah. listen. <laughs> and then this thing I know, I wake up because I fell asleep, but that's why I'm glad they got timers on it because, baby, that whole book could be going and I'll be missed the whole thing. And <laughs> there was 20 minutes of the book. <laughs> but, we are going to roll into our next question because, like I said, we wanted to get a little bit more depth. This is about your offices. So, are you a morning writer or a or a night owl? I would say I think I'm forced into being a night owl. Um, Ooh, okay. Just because, as I'm sure many, 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 many other people can attest to, I'm a wife, I got kids, I got a full-time job, Ooh. and I'm like my my job in particular. I work with um, they took global team to another meeting as far as I was concerned, and regularly sync with like our partners in um, India and Ireland. So I have early morning early to me. They probably reasonable hours to other folks, but early to me <laughs> morning meetings. And trying to get these kids up and get them out the door, I have to write in the evening because. But like my day, I'm getting up, I'm getting them going, then I'm working in the evening after everybody's homework is done and dinner's done and then spent time with my husband, then I'm able to. So I feel like I'm more forced into being a nighttime writer, but the ideas kind of come in the quiet parts in the day, I will say. Sometimes mm-hmm. I can remember something so that I can hopefully <laughs> remember what I, write, what I wanted to write about when I finally get a chance at night. So So since you said um, it do happen throughout the day, you don't like take notes, you know, jot it down real quick just so you don't have it. Okay. Yep. This is like, I have a running notes app. Um, Like many other folks as well. I'm surrounded by notebooks of ideas and trying to remember Mm -hmm. where it down at. Um, But those two things. And then sometimes if I like, uh, I was in the habit of using my lunch break to write for a while, but I wasn't eating, so that wasn't working, and it wasn't helping. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh, I remember. You know what? But you know, here's the thing, and I tell people this all the time. I'm blessed now to where doing what I do is full time. Back when I was working a nine to five, and I, I don't because maybe I had the structure then. It, I feel like I got more writing done when I had a full-time job than I do while this is full-time. <laughs> and I say that because you have to have a level of structure. So it's like, and I would find those times that I knew I didn't have them, so I had to make them, you know? So mm-hmm. I would be at work, like, I would <laughs> try to hurry up and, like, go through most of my stuff. And like you said, I would sometimes write on lunch break, but then, of course, I wouldn't eat, and so I had to stop that. So, but I would try to rush through everything else so that I could use like the last two hours of my work day to, to, to type. And then I would I would wrap it up and then go home. Like you said, make sure, you know, kids fed, homework's done, all of this stuff. And then like 10, 11 o'clock at night, 
I'm back in my groove. I'm writing until like one or two o'clock in the morning and then I hop in the bed. So it's like I was creating those spaces. But as soon as, you know, you have this is your full time, it's like everything else try to fill in that gap for the, all that space. Yeah. You kind of feel like they hit you with the, the uh, I always tell my husband, say, y'all hit me with the last minute stuff. I'm still here and typing the comment. Oh, can you do this? Oh, can you do this? I was like, listen. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot. But it's funny. And I just, you know, I just say it. It's like, yeah, it's re- it's really weird. It's weird. It, it it really, like, I will say having it, like you were saying, like the like the structure requiring it, there was, um, I don't know, it's almost like motivation. Because I know like mm-hmm. I actually get up and show up in the other areas of my life and really making sure that I set clear boundaries with myself as well. Like, this is what you say you want to do. This is what you say make you happy. Are you going to hold yourself accountable and do what you need to do? But mm-hmm. there was um, there was a, like, I want to say it was Toni Morrison. It was either Toni Morrison or Maya Angelou. But they were talking about how they um, it, had, it was Toni Morrison. She got up before early in the morning, like 6 a.m. or something like that and went right. And she said it was just like a little piece to keep me motivated. She's writing on stolen hours. Like she would take mm. something else to give into what her desire was. This is what she said, nourish your spirit. So when I be, you know, because life, as I talked about the last time we talked, be life in real, right. real hard. Mm-hmm. I'm honest with that of this is what you said nourishes you this is what makes you feel good and remember you are going to have to steal hours from somewhere else if that's sleep then you have to steal it from there if it's another project or something else that you want to desire and work on what is what are you saying is going to be the priority I'm talking to myself right now because I have to keep motivating it's been it's been an interesting few months but keeping that <laughs> in mind of just writing on stolen hours. Sometimes it's going to be like you have plenty of time. There's not a whole lot going on. In other cases, you're going to have to steal time from somewhere else just to get a few words in. You know what I mean? Right. And and I feel you. I said, I think I always said yesterday was like a really hate day for me, but I wrote like 2,000 words. And today wasn't as hectic. It just seems like everything took longer. And I probably only wrote like 200 words. <laughs> I feel like with, it's the, I think it's like the pressure. Um, because when I was in college, you know, I was an adult with two kids in college. And when I first started going, I would write my papers and have them done at a, ahead of time. And they would be the worst grades ever. And it's like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, I took my time and the grades ain't the best. But when I waited to the last minute, always got the best <laughs> grades. So I was like, oh, I'm never going to write. When I do my papers, it's going to be two days before because I know I'm going to do good. And it worked. I had one professor. He said, I don't know how you passed my class. I took business law. I passed his class. I didn't read the book. I didn't even buy the book. I didn't buy the book. He, I mean, his notes were detailed, so I took real detailed notes. He said, I don't know how you passed my class without reading. I had a B plus in that class. I said, I ain't do too good. I got a B plus. He said, you did better than some people who had a damn book. <laughs> so, yeah. See, and so I feel like that pressure that. doesn't give you the, uh, it doesn't give you the option to second guess yourself. Right. That might right. be it. I got to get it done. Like, this is it. I ain't got no other choice. So what's, what's, yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> that is true. Yeah, that is definitely true. I, I feel you on that because I feel like that's now what I've become. You know, like everything, everything is pressure. Like, <laughs> like I've become, everything is pressure. And I'm just like, for some reason, I, I tell people, I say, you know, you got to be a little bit chaotic mm-hmm. <laughs> to have the pressure on you. Because I feel like once my back is against the wall, that's when I come out swinging. You know, it's like, that's oh, true. You know, before then, it's like, if you give me all this time, I'm going to find everything else to do. Right. <laughs> and so for that. come back to it. Except for what I'm supposed to be doing. So, yeah, I've become like, everything has become pressure. So it's like, and, and it's, and I will fuss about it. Like, I'll fuss about it that it's chaotic, but I swear before the heavens that every time I do anything under that type of pressure, it's always the best. Yeah, it's the, it's the pressure is the best. I had a question because you said you were forced to be a night owl. Do you like give yourself a limit of time how late you're going to stay up? Like you say, okay, everybody's down by 10, 11 o'clock. Are you saying, oh, I'm going to give myself two hours? Like, how do you juggle that time? Because, like you said, now you're forced into doing later. Now you're up later and still have to get up early. How do you do that? Honestly, the kids go to bed at 830, um, 9 o'clock, laptop on lap. Um, my husband is sitting next to me watching TV or whatever the case may be. And then I'm trying to wait him out because he, he's naturally up later than me. So mm-hmm. it's like 11, 1130. I know my limits. I know, I know what I can <laughs> max out at. <laughs> Maybe if there's one thing I'm going to do, I'm going to bed. I'm going to go to bed. So yes. And you know, you know, it's I'm I'm kind of glad it's so funny. And I guess because I'm a parent, my kids are grown. Like they're grown, grown. And I hear people now say, Oh yeah, my kids go to bed at nine o'clock. I'm like, nine o'clock? That's like adult going to bed. <laughs> like, what happened to kids going to bed at 8, 8 30? I'm like, five year olds be up to nine o'clock at night now? No, no, not around these parts. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Like, I, didn't I didn't play them games either. No. Yeah, I'm just what? like, what? <laughs> now, I will say this. My, if y'all, if y'all like me, like, Crystal, you could probably assist it. But your your youngest child, the baby child, will make you will make everybody feel like you your kids is running all over you. Have no rules. Yeah. So, but he's involved in so much stuff, so it's hard for me to be like, you need to be in the bed by ten or eleven o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to be up at four o'clock in the morning. Right. He's involved in so much stuff, so I'm just kind of like, yeah, I don't know really know what to say. Because if I see you up at ten o'clock. You know, practicing for what one of the million things you got going on. It's like, oh, but you know, this is the only time you really got to get it in because you don't get home until almost four o'clock, and then you know, you run track, you, you do cross country, your mind that you, you do know, a lot. You, know, you got to still do homework. You do a lot, and I'm just kind of like, okay, so maybe get in the bed before midnight. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. So you can actually be up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Sorry. I'm not going to lie to you. The 8.30 p.m. is a little bit as well of just me reaching my mental limit. And right. want to be Eveline as a mama. So it's it's a combination of y'all need to go to bed to get some rest. But also I'm running up against my limit of peopling for the day. So that part. <laughs> I love y'all. You're my favorite individuals on the planet. But y'all and your father sometimes. All got to go. Mm-hmm. Got to leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Got to leave me alone. Yeah. My son. He's my youngest. He's 24. 
he still don't sleep all night. <laughs> I used to come and visit them doing like before I finally moved up here and I, my sleep used to be so messed up because he will fall asleep. Like if he sits still too long, he'll fall asleep. He will wake up at like 11 o'clock at night and be up to two o'clock in the morning. Go back to sleep at four. I mean, go back to sleep. Yeah, go to sleep at two. Be back up at four. And then that'd be it. I'd be like, you want, you going back to sleep? He'd be like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't know how you do it. He's, he, I'm like, your time is worse than a toddler, an infant. It's terrible. Yeah, yes. I don't understand it either. I was like, you know, but my thing is, my, you know, as they're younger, like they can pop up at any time. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> he, he'll go, like, my youngest, he'll go to bed at like 11 o'clock. His long clock goes on at four o'clock. I get up at five, make sure he's up, and he be up. You know, every night. The only time I really, I, it is like clockwork. The only time I ever have to worry about him actually getting up is after some type of extended vacation, like if they don't have oh, a yeah. four or five day weekend, they out for some kind of spring break, Christmas break. Yeah, I already know that next day that they're going back to school, I'm gonna have to be up at four o'clock to make sure he's up because he's not getting up. <laughs> like his body is <laughs> not used to not getting up that early. So he is not up, and it never fails. When he came back from um, Thanksgiving break on that first day, I was like, I was sitting at his door at four thirty, just looking at him, just sleeping. He didn't lie down. I was like, get up! <laughs> if I got to get up, you got to get up. Get up. That's if true. I, if I got to get up with you, you definitely get up because you. Know <laughs> Like, so true, so so true. You definitely gotta be up. But what <laughs> we're gonna do right here is we're gonna take a quick break because when we come back, we are going to jump into questions about the book. And so, Crystal, do you want to read the synopsis of the book? Going to of course, of course. Okay. Well, I will let you read the synopsis, and we will be right back in just one moment. <laughs> to Kisha Beauty, embracing the power of self-love in conjunction with 50 Shades of Success. While 50 Shades of Success works on the inside, let Kisha Beauty work on the outside, adding a little sparkle, pop, and shine with Kisha Lips, pamper your skin with Kisha Body, and let's not forget accessories with Kisha Girl. Find us on Instagram. Hey Untamables, it's Kiana Danae, poet and author. Just wanted to stop by and ask, have any of you read any of my poetry lately? If not, you can pick up my books on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, anywhere else you get your books, and of course my website at kianadanae.wordpress.com. Now back to the show. Tonight we go and I show you how we do it down here in the south. 
Hello, hello, hello. We are back. Welcome back to the Get Caught Up Podcast. And if you heard that cute little jam that was playing <laughs> in the background, that was the funny by artist Universe. So, hey, ladies. So, we were talking to Arthur Coco DeVore. You missed when I had told the story about Coco DeVore earlier, Crystal. But we were talking to Miss Coco DeVore, and Miss Crystal hopped in and joined us about her being an author. We talked about all of these late night habits and writing habits. But now we're going to dive into the book. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Crystal, so you can let us know what the book is about. All right. So the name of the book is Pub Food and Southern Delights. The way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Kiana knew that she was on the verge of something special. She could feel it in her bones. The feeling was confirmed when she met the strikingly handsome Elias Brandon on the elevator. He was everything a girl could ask for. Supportive, funny, and a classic gentleman. What started out as him ensuring her every need was met quickly descended into control and isolation. Now, deep into the relationship and the wool pulled from her eyes, Kiana seeks a way to escape. But can she? Remember, how you get them is how you lose them. Now, listen. Look, now, now, I was interested in this whole... Now, first, let me just say this. I love the book title. <laughs> that that is so unique. I love the title, but I really want to get into what, what you mean about how you get them is how you lose them. Because I'm, I'm like, okay, well, wait a minute. Yeah, she said she met him on the elevator. So is she gonna do something to the elevator? That's how, and it's gonna go down to the bottom floor, and that's how she gonna lose them. Because I mean, I want to know. So. Oh, I'm excited. I'm, I can't lie. I'm sorry. I'm excited about it. But, um, I'm going to back up a little bit about it. So Pub Food and Southern Delights, if you couldn't tell, obviously, from getting like a man's way to a man's heart to the stomach, um, it centers around food and the way it plays into the relationship. Um, each chapter is based off or not based, titled around a kind of European pub food that you would find and remixed with a Southern Delight. So there is bangers mash and grandma's biscuits so like Ooh. that type of thing like this combination of those those two cultures of um kiana has she's an expat this is a running thing and this kiana is an expat in europe she uh, meets elias on the elevator they work for two different companies but they're building their company share the same building elias comes from old money very old money, classic gentleman in that way, kind of got a silver spoon, um, famous quote, if you will. He asked his father for a small loan of a million dollars and started the startup. But I'm joking. A small I'm loan. <laughs> he did. Oh, just, just a small loan, dad. A small <laughs> loan. A small loan. But he used some of his trust fund money and started up a startup. That startup is housed in a build the same building as the tech firm that Kiana is currently working for. They meet at a mixer, sparks fly off, and here we are months later into this relationship. She was like, I don't know who the hell this man is, but he's nuts. So I mean of course asking for a small loan that's a million dollars. Yeah, that's your nuts right there. <laughs> but it's um 
it it brings out like each again each chapter. I'll start with the first one of it's preparing a meal, and she's something has happened to where she's fully understanding who Elias really is, and that she's stuck, and she's come up with a way to escape, but the act of getting out requires so much self-sacrifice where she's not sure how she's really going to go through it. And it's a, it's a short story, a novella. If you, it's a novella. Each chapter is a snapshot from an instance in the relationship and her coming to terms with how she ended up where she was. At the end, we end up where we started at and you see what unfold, what, like how, what her decision is. You understand what's going, what her potential is and how she can get out in that first chapter. But the end is the outcome of did she follow through or not. Ooh. So the, since you're saying that it's like, um, okay, first of all, an expat, where is she coming from? Because I was just, I just came back from Lisbon in Barcelona and I know I was telling my friend that I went with, I know a couple of people who've moved to Lisbon and I was like, I see why they live here. Lisbon was beautiful like i really love lisbon barcelona was great but lisbon is just like who i can see myself living here so where was she i mean you know where was she living at so she's where's she from or where's she at now well where she's from because you saying she's an expat so that means she came from the states and moved yes um overseas okay so where did she end up going she ended up going count as a down south girl and she's okay herself in um a burgeoning tech industry in Ireland. This oh, my experience. Oh my the tech spot it was until I started working in it. So learning right. I know when using it here. Um she's in Ireland, she's living in Dublin, and you know, it's like a little little bit of a culture shock and finding some familiar that explains the man. Yeah, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that explain that explains the man. I, I get it now. Uh, you know, Ireland is actually something on a place on my list I would definitely want to go. So I'm excited for that. So do you have the recipes? Like, will we get to see the recipes in a book as well? Have you thought, or if not, have you thought about putting something out like that? I have, honestly. I really have. The problem is I can't make biscuits right. They never come out right. They never come out right. And I don't well, know. You don't have to make them. You're just giving us the recipe. I you got to for the recipe if I ain't made it, though. You know what I'm saying? That is true. I mean, you know what? I, I'm famous. I, I can't bake. I can't bake because I don't like to measure. And, you know, with baking, you have to measure. That's the issue. <laughs> yes, that sucks so bad. But, you know, what's so funny is I made a Biscoff um, cheesecake for my daughter. And I was shocked it was so good. And I actually, no, I, I take that back. I'm not going to lie. I didn't measure because you had to add a certain amount of Cool Whip in it. And I don't like Cool Whip. So I was like, oh, $1. That's it. And we were supposed <laughs> to put half the thing. So I was like, no, I'm not doing that. So, and it still came out perfect. But um, yeah, that is true. Oh, you just take someone's recipe offline that you like and tweak it a little bit. Because that's what I do with a lot of stuff. I like it. I'm like, mm, let me tweak it and see. Maybe that might work. Mm-hmm. But biscuits are hard to make. I feel like when I successfully make a biscuit, nobody is ever going to be able to tell me anything ever again. There you go. <laughs> that's the, I think that's the hardest thing to make. 
when I get it. Because it got to be flaky, not dry, not hard. Mm -hmm. It's got to be soft. It's got to, like, when you put it in your mouth, it melts. Yes. Yes. I got Mm -hmm. you. I got you. Oh, my grandmother used to be the best at uh, making biscuits, biscuits and sweet potato pie. And I swear, I feel like I'm well on my way. I think my audio is going out. We hear you now. You're back. Okay. I feel like I'm well on my way. I've I've entered auntie status. My family, I'm responsible for hosting holidays now. I'm good with that. And I got my little grandmother decorations out as giving mother to church as far as Christmas is looking like around us. I'm well on my way. And I'm excited about it. And I'm just when I get that biscuit ready, when I finally figure it out, I'm elevating my hat game. I'm sitting on the front row of the pew at the church with a great big hat. Look, like so you had your hands like this. You know, your little dolly across your lap. Yep, had your dolly across your lap. Yep. Make sure you got your pearls on, got the big hat, you got it tilted to the side. It's going to be unstoppable. So (laughs) you got, you got to, you got to, you got to tag us and be like, y'all, I did it. These biscuits are biscuiting. The biscuits are biscuiting. Let us know. She's like, just put the picture on Instagram and tag us. Like I did it y'all. I did it. Yep. You had somebody take a picture of you on your front, in the front pew. Yep, get it, get it right. Get it right and get it tight. That is so true. So I want to ask you this. All right. So this is such a unique story. What is, was it your love for cooking that inspired it? Or was it something else that is totally that inspired this book? It was, it's definitely the love of cooking that inspired it. I'm not gonna let my husband listen to this podcast. He was getting on my nerves, and I was cooking one night, and <laughs> which is when it comes out, y'all gonna understand why I can't. I can't let him inspiration behind it. The man was working my nerves, but um, I was cooking one night, and I was standing in the kitchen. And I was just feeling like, you know, sometimes you just feel overwhelmed and like, am I really, is this for real it? Like this is full transparency, full vulnerability. Um, I used to manage a credit union here where I live and dealing with people is a lot. Dealing with people and their money is a lot. I was running the busiest branch in a credit union in the state. it was and it was an inner city branch. So I'm dealing with people trying to really coach our people to better financial situations. And it was exhausting. I was always understaffed because as you know, anywhere that's extremely busy, people be tired and they quit. Mm-hmm. Coming home, and then this is during COVID on top of that. So people acting a fool about wearing masks in the bank. They wanna like mm-hmm. they wanna talk around a little plastic things they lean into the side i'm like sir you got to pull your mask up like talk to me through it's it's a lot you know what i mean why you gotta move around to talk i would have been like back up i love my members people are a lot just say that so i they are people are because i came home and had to cook dinner 
And I was like, ain't no way, ain't no way. Because he worked from home, but I needed to remember this man was working. You <laughs> We both at work. I'm, I'm not tied to my, I'm, at that point, I wasn't tied to my laptop like he was. And now with me being the one working from home, much more forgiving and understand of why he didn't. Yep. Work. But mm-hmm. I appreciate the inspo. I will say that. I was standing in the kitchen. I was cooking. And this, like, the wool of, like, this cannot be life. This is so exhausting. This just can't really be it because I was so tired. And it was one of those things where it's like, a what if? You know what I mean? What if this happened? What if I right. What if this really was just my life and I didn't have anything else? I didn't have a job to go to to the next day. I didn't have something else to tie me in away from these kind of housely duties and I didn't feel like I had anything else going on. What if? And that's where Kiana is at. She's built up to what she had been and worked so hard for and then realized that these things have been stripped away. And she's standing here making dinner for this man that she's found out he is not who she thought he was. Luckily, he bamboozled her. He bamboozled her. That's crazy. So, yeah. you know, like you said, she thought he was everything that she can ask for. Supportive, funny, and a classic gentleman. So how, like, how fast did she see that he wasn't those things? Or maybe he was still supportive and a classic gentleman. Or maybe he wasn't and he was just funny. So, you know, funny ain't going to get you everywhere. No. so it's It ain't going to get you nowhere. <laughs> Where Kiana finds herself is that Elias, having grown up in a very materialistic, old money way, has found almost feels like she's another commodity for him as opposed to the individual that she was. Gotcha. Kind of those layers being peeled away of, babe, you don't, do you really need to, you don't, you don't need to work, do you? Like, you know, my family's got some ties and it's like, I got a visa. I got a, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm here on these things. Right. Keep certain things to myself or you don't really need to go out tonight. Do you like, come on, just stay with me. Like you're your friends. You see them all. He's still providing. He's still supportive of what his idea of who she should be. Providing and supporting is not what she expected. I get that. So let's, let's kind of dive into that a little bit. Because I am trying to think I just watched a TV show Or a movie and it was something like that It was like he was the perfect gentleman And she liked him But then she started seeing Like you said He wanted her to stop doing this He wanted her to stop doing that And then eventually she was like oh yeah But then it was like no So at what point do like you said, she tried to work herself to get out of that relationship. At what point did she say enough was enough? It was, um, I don't want to necessarily give it something happened. There we go. That's that's good enough, right there. Happened, and she was just like, Oh my god, complete left field. And you know how it is, there's always little things bubbling under the surface. A little little glimpse of something extra here. Right. Maybe he's just having a bad day. Mm-hmm. His mama done got on his nerves. His dad is, you know, 
you should be focusing on this, 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 and you're just having a rough day and you let it go. But those things build and add up. And then all of a sudden, boom, you are completely, you can't ignore what you've been trying, ignoring this whole time. And you can't, you can't ignore it anymore. It's in your face. Right. So were they like in relationship maybe a year in before she noticed it or was it before the year? No, this is they deep into the relationship. Homegirl has found herself like I've you've met my family, we've come back home to visit, mm. and here I am in this moment in a, a space that we share. How did I even get here? Wow. Ooh. Oh yeah. I'm I'm ready yeah, so for this. Deep into it. Yeah. Deep into it. Okay. So yeah, and that and I get that because you know <laughs> they always say this too. You never know a person until you start living with them. Um, <laughs> that is true. That is true. I, I think them, so. I have a friend. My friend, she always says they let you know a person will let you know them from the beginning. We, as the other person, choose not to see it. Mm-hmm. So he probably gave her red flags from the beginning, but because he was supportive and funny and a complete gentleman, she probably just like brushed it aside. Oh, it's nothing. Then when all actuality it was, and then now he didn't snap pulled you in and he got you up in a chokehold that you can't let go. And now you seeing it. Oh, he's so crazy. Girl, he's crazy. He's crazy for it. crazy about me. And you think it's all fun and games. Crazy. But I mean, she's southern. It was she did she, I hope she got crazier because <laughs> Kiana. I'm gonna say this. Kiana remembers she ain't nothing to play with. That's all I needed to know. Cause you don't play with no southern women. You can try, but you can't. You can't. Mm-mm. You can't. Cause they know how to. They know how to bless you without blessing blessing you. Mm-hmm. Bless your heart. Yep. It's so funny. My friend, she doesn't cuss at all. Like at all. So we, she was on the phone, and she she used two words, and when she used those two words, I'd be like. All right, so she was on the phone and she was like, Pardon me. So she turned around and started laughing because I was over here fixing my head. She said, What you know? I said, I thought we was about to get ready to fight because when you say pardon me, I know you mad. <laughs> so yeah, she don't use cuss words, but that's her I'm mad word. I'd be like, Oh, what we gotta do? She was like, Friend, we good. I said, You sure? Because <laughs> I was ready, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. But I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, Oh, you're fine. So let me ask you this, because um, we we know that Elias is, is about crazy. So, <laughs> and Kiana, she found out she ain't nobody to play with. So, which one of the two characters, or maybe it was another character, that resonated the most with you when you were writing? I love to write somebody. I've, I've come to terms with this. I love to write me a crazy man. And I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't. But can you explain crazy how? Because I 
kind of would like a crazy man, but a crazy man that's crazy in bed be like, yeah, bitch. Not, not saying the B word, but you know, nah, I'm not going to let you do this because you told me no. You know, being a little rough, but like what type is your crazy for crazy men? So... I'm going to put it like this. I uh, had the opportunity to partner with Tierra Cox. I know y'all interviewed as well before and Smoggy. And we did a horror, a romance horror anthology series for Halloween. Scary stories to tell in the bedroom. And it was during those times that I realized (laughs) um, how much I love writing crazy people. I I have so much fun with it. There was um, there was one that kind of ties in with uh, oh what was it? Why can't I remember the name of the story? But basically, wait a minute, what's the book called again? Because you know I'm over here typing to pull it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, scary stories to tell in the bedroom, and then okay, they're all on our websites. Each of us had it was 15 days. You got five stories from each of us. Yes, okay. five stories from each of us, and it, it was so much fun. And y'all, them stories was streaking. They're short stories. It was so much fun. One of them I wrote was, she's very similar to Kiana, but it was a magical aspect where her husband forgot, baby, I made you. And I and you're Ooh. very much, you're, you're very much replaceable. He got beside himself because she was put her career on hold. I've stepped back into um I've I've stepped back from the limelights, which you get where you need to be at and gave you these little boys. I'm happy and now I'm excelling my career and it's it's my turn now. And he forgot. And she replaces him. She her grandmother, mm-hmm. her, she comes from a long line of magical practices, and Homegirl made a doppelganger of him and replaced oh. him. It's a little bit. Not a dog, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, because she had to dice him up. And have you ever heard of a a, a silent dinner? They used to call them dumb dinners, but basically, like you, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, circle around and you serve dinner in reverse, and you find out who your true love is. It's a play on that. She makes this dinner for them. They go and offer this romantic weekend, and he's thinking they go off for a romantic weekend, and she's really having like this is our final goodbye. I'm gonna have these little moments with you, and it wraps up with at the dinner. They didn't got to the business. They didn't had a wonderful day. Homegirl slips something in his food and he comes too tied up in a chair. Homegirl starts to slice him so she can serve him up so that his replacement that she's made, this clay man of him, can invite, like, imbibe his essence. So it's that was one story. And it's just, I love writing crazy people. And what I loved about her when I was writing her was how clinical she was about it. Like it was no hard feelings. I really do love you, but I have to do what's best for me and my babies. And you're no longer. <laughs> but I don't want to scare the babies coming home without their daddy. So I'll just make them a new one. And like how clinical she was. And Elias is very much the same way. I love you dearly, but this isn't the best for you. I love me more. Right. But I love me more. Yeah. I love, I love the idea of us more. You're not quite fitting what I picture us to be. So let's remove this aspect. Let's just tweak this a little bit. Elias is very clinical in that way. He truly loves Kiana. He really loves her. But he's more in love with the idea and this perfection piece as opposed to the woman that he met. Oh, Oh my gosh. Like, 
and you know, I've said this to Untamed, I, you know, with me writing, I want, the, I always say I need to hear things to say, okay, what I'm doing is okay. And you know, Untamed, y'all used to tell me all the time, it's okay, go crazy, go big. Mm-hmm. You went crazy, you went big, but I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. You know, like I watch stuff on TV, like Tommy from, you know, Power, the stuff he do. And I'd be sitting there like laughing with him. And I'd be like, yeah, you really are messed up in the head. Because <laughs> I think it's Listen. funny because I'm just like, you I, you deserve what you just got. And I feel you like it's a mark. And it's the mark of a good writer, too. When you yes. who is who is probably clinically insane. Uh-huh. make people root for them <laughs> in such a way that the good people you're pissed with for bothering yes. that person that's like you said clinically insane right let them be crazy in peace like stop making yep. a crazy person they don't mean no harm they just crazy <laughs> right Oh my gosh I love that like I definitely love that so does Elias family play into a lot of their relationship? Because I feel like, because like you say, he's crazy does, and she's there with his family more than her own family. Does he play a lot? His family play a lot into the relationship. Yes. Cause there's, you know, there's, this is an interracial relationship. You do. That, that's one thing, right? A modern black American woman dealing with old European money. Mm. We, we've seen this play out recently with Prince Harry and Prince and Meghan Markle. And Meghan Markle, right? Speaking, out, my my husband is white. I understand. There's cultural aspects that just sometimes you want to remove yourself from. And like, I'm not gonna lie, I'm very lucky with my in laws. I haven't had any issues, but cultural stuff pops up. And we mm-hmm. Not only a a uh, geographical way of how we grew up difference there. Not only right. with um, by how we grew up separately financially, there's also this now an added layer of race as well. So it's all that's true. Play and she her support system is seven hours behind in a whole different time zone across an ocean. And wow, you know, like just how that plays into how it was easier to get her to give up some of those things because I got your mom, I got your sister, I got your brother who are these traditional women not working, not, you know what I mean? Like just mm-hmm. I'm, my husband provides in this way and this is how it should be circling around a more modern woman of I've worked hard for these things. And I want to hold on to them. And how does this impact here? How does this play here? All of these things converging on the fact that Elias is freaking crazy. As that's well. it. That's all. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's all. They're crazy. So do you explore, like, have you been to Ireland or did you just do your research very well on just like the, you know, because they have castles in Ireland, correct? Mm-hmm. You know, the big green hills. So like, do we get to see a lot of the scenery in um the yeah, book we end up away from the city we don't spend much oh, time okay. at all because these are very posh folks and they're not they're not even 
she didn't put this dog in here and she's whining at me about this, but they we don't spend much time in the city. Because like I said, it's okay. spots. So we actually don't start in the city. We're in the Irish countryside. We're in the Oh, and I know it's beautiful. Beautiful. Oh. There's nobody to share the beauty with. I'll you know what? I'll mm. we open up. And one of the lines that I wrote that sticks out at me is I'm standing in this state-of-the-art kitchen that's supposed to give warmth and inviting, and it's cold and sterile because I'm by myself. Oh. And the person I'm preparing it for isn't even here. Like, I'm waiting on this man to come home. How did I go from this lively, vivacious, colorful place that I was living with so much happening to... It seems like it would be beautiful. It's the quiet, peaceful, beautiful, rich green countryside. But I'm by here. I'm here by myself. I'm looking at it by myself. I'm right. I got you. I'm just in this space alone. How did I get here? And that's where we start out. We meet. We don't meet the the Kiana that she was before Elias. We meet her at this turning point of this thing has now happened. And I realize what's really like we meet Kiana after Elias and then we find okay. as we go on. It's not a linear story. Like that. It's just like here's this piece here and it's I'm not gonna lie, the timing of it may be confusing as you read through it, but it's meant to be that way because you know you you're running through memories. Right, right. And it's not linear. It's not I met him, then we started dating, then it's just like I'm at this point and I'm ready to try to escape and I can't, I don't know if I can do it. Here we are. This is a wonderful memory of him sitting here on, my, on the front porch with my grandma, rocking back and forth, just having an afternoon tea. Here's this moment where we were at this party together and how fun he was. Here's this moment where his mama told me that maybe I'm not, <laughs> maybe if I'm struggling so hard at my job, I need to go. You know what I mean? Like it's these pieces here. It's, it's honestly just snapshots. Just a picture. I like that though. Mm -hmm. I like that. Um, because then like you yeah. said, we're we're starting it where she's at the point of the breaking point. So now let's see how she got to that point. Mm -hmm. And then you know, see the better things because then it's like you giving us a choice of okay, we don't like him, but then maybe we can end up liking him. Right. So at the end of and that, I like that. You see yeah. that through this, he thinks it's for everything he's doing is for the relationship and for the love as he feels of her and how tightly he's holding on. Cause you know, people start pulling away and he wants to grasp and not let go. But also mm -hmm. like there's this tug, tug of roar of like, he's a good man, Savannah. <laughs> but, you, know, we, you know, we've been wearing that saying out lately. I mean, for 2023, I think that should have been the saying. We, He's a good man, Savannah, because I swear so many people say that. You know what I mean? But it's, again, the realization of who I thought he was. He's still a gentleman. He's still supportive of what he wants. He's still providing in the way he feels and not necessarily of who she is. We've been right. Several of us have been through it as well. You get lost sometimes in your relationship and you forget. Who you, you definitely are. do. You definitely mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. Between the husband, so between the kids, it can happen. Yeah. So is that a takeaway that you would say that, that um, you would give from the readers is just taking away her journey of kind of remembering who she was or 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm over here nodding my head. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Just because, like, it's 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 the level of toxicity in a relationship. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can absolutely love somebody down, but not necessarily be good for them, and vice versa. Yeah. And yes. And not like that, but just like you can be in a good relationship and still lose who you are while trying to be these other things and fill these other hats and not necessarily hold on to the sense. Like this, what I was talking about earlier with the writing of holding myself accountable, mm-hmm. writing on those stolen hours, I lost myself in that. I didn't write for years. I was too busy trying mm-hmm. to be an employee. I was too busy trying to be the perfect mom. I was too busy trying to be the like a perfect wife. And I, I wasn't being Coco. And I needed to steal some of that back. So it's that same thing of just a moment of vulnerability, as you will. You, you know, you put some of yourself into whatever you write. You give pieces of yourself away on your own story and anything that you put out. Homegirl wanted to replace her husband again. You know, I really got to tell my husband thank you because every time he get on my nerves, I get a new idea. Well, know. you got you got to keep him around then, because you know yeah. that's what I'm here for. That's what he did for. That is so true. That's so true. You know, we I have a question, and I love this question. But I'm gonna just add an extra piece to it. Who should read your book, and why should they read it? Who should read my book? Yes. You know what? Anybody that loves a a coming back to me moment. Mm-hmm. If you like anybody who loves a dark romance, because again, at the crux of it, Elias does love Kiana and Kiana does love who Elias was. It is a romance. Right. If you, this type of dog. Um, if, <laughs> I'm sorry. If you love those two types of things, this is a story for you. But anybody who honestly just wants a, a quiet-ish read. You, you're in the middle of a slump and you're trying to get yourself back into something, get you a little popcorn type type story, this will be for you. I love that. I definitely love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think that's a good, you know, a good way to say, yeah, read my book. And so let me just ask you this, um, because I'm in my 40s, almost hit my 50s, and I, you know, my best years have been in my 40s. Now, what age is Kiana? Because like you said, for her to already discover, I need to get back to me because that's something, I mean, I it hit me at 38, but how old is she that it hit her that she need to get back to herself? She's in her 30s. This is okay. a piece of me as well, because was in my early 30s. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Figure this out. So it's, you know, she's being an expat expat, excuse me, isn't something to approach easily. It's almost like a bit of a, I'm done with this and I'm, I'm ready to move to the next thing. Why? It's Sometimes it is like people come blazing out the gate. And I'm like, I'm not this country informing and figuring out early. But Kiana's also, we're meeting her at a point in her career where she's ready to take off. Like things, she's accomplished some. So there's, there's some tenure with her. She's, she didn't got her little grown woman weight. Then hit that second puberty, the pips then hit right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. He's at yeah, a point right. where I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, and I'm now open. It's, you know, it's a it's a fresh country. This is an extra man. It's fine. So yeah, let me let me dabble in the waters over here for a little bit. Right. I found myself okay. at 
I'm trying to juggle things. She's juggling her career. She's juggling school. She's juggling being out. Um, she's going back to school for her master's degree. And all of these things are playing into how Elias was able to present. Got you. Got you, got you. Well, oh my goodness. Well, Miss Coco, we have like, come up on the hour. Oh. You know what? Your audio cut out. So go ahead. Go ahead and finish what you were saying. Yeah, you said we st you stopped that proposition. Oh, yeah. It was um, how he positioned himself in her life. And it was it made it easy for her to lean on him. You know, you're working full time. Got you. I'm living in a space of my own, needing somewhere that feels comfortable and warm. Elias made it easy with all of these things going on. That's how he knew to get in because he knows she she was her focus was other places that he showed her what he needed her to see. I like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. See, uh, you know what? A lot is bit crazy. I can see that right now. He's a lot crazy. Not a bit. He's he bit crazy. He's bit crazy because he has some good um, manipulation. Well, okay, master manipulator. I see. You. Right. I see you. Okay. We we like the master manipulators, but. What I want to do right here, because hey, we have approached the hour, so I wanted to give you an opportunity and a time to just let the let the readers and listeners know how they can connect with you and where they can find your book. And if you have any events or anything that's upcoming, please let us know. So you can find me on um, both Instagram and TikTok at Coco DeVore Writes. Um, the book is a, again, novella. It'll be coming on Kindle Vella. Oh my God, so let me drop some more bars right quick. I'm playing. Uh, <laughs> it will be coming on Kindle Vella on December 15th. Um, the okay. Will be, the first five chapters will be out. Again, it is a short story. So that'll be dropping on December 15th. Um, if you are interested in anything else that I've written, I know I mentioned the uh, scary stories to tell in the bedroom. You can find me on beacons.ai slash Coco DeVore Writes. Or if you want to go on Instagram, it's linked in my bio there. All the stories are there. Um, you can purchase directly. And then also, oh, this is Elias is a cousin of Declan. So from those who want to check back out to Kill the Beast, as you all know, that was the one I was talking about last time. And Declan is crazy. Declan's daddy is crazy. It runs in the family. So here we are with another crazy Branna. If you are interested in any of those things, that's where you can find me. All right. Okay. And where can, where can they connect? If I can get this out, where can they connect with you on social media? So that's at Coco DeVore Writes on Instagram or TikTok, um, doors open. Come chit-chat. I'm uh, working on better engagement, so let's talk. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes, engagement is the key, too. So definitely, uh, it can be tiring, but it's worth it. It's worth it. I tell you, <laughs> it is worth it. Well, Miss Crystal, let the listeners and the readers know how they can connect with you. Well, you can find me on Instagram as Books and Soul One, um, Facebook as Books and Soul, and on TikTok as Books and Soul. That's it. I didn't even go back on Twitter because they over there wilding on Twitter, and I ain't got time. Mm -mm. Well, I want no parts of it. 
Ella Elon must have it. <laughs> he must have got I was talking about the, some of these people in this book community too, but yeah. them too. So I let I let I let him have it, and whoever else wants to stay on Twitter, I cannot. And it's funny, I hate it because that's how I really started out my career was on Twitter. That's how I made my first connection. So to say I have completely like gone away from it, but you know things change, we evolve. <laughs> that is that true. Is how it is, but I I am Author Untamed, and y'all can find me at Author Untamed on Instagram. Um, uh, let me tell you where I mostly am: Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. That's where I mostly am. So <laughs> that's where you can find me at the most. Um, also, please make sure that you're following the podcast at Get Caught Up Podcast on IG. We are now, yay, big major announcement. We are now on TikTok at Get Caught Up Podcast. And we also have a Facebook group, which is Get Caught Up Alpha Podcast. So, GCU, look for the logo. That's us. Not on Twitter anymore, because like I said, we gave everything back to Elon Musk. You have it all. <laughs> you got it, bro. <laughs> you can do whatever you want to do with X. <laughs> Normally known as Twitter. So... <laughs> You got it. But yes, please make sure you follow there. And also, we have the new website, which is up and running. It is getcaughtuppodcast.card.co. That's getcaughtuppodcast.card.co. That is where you can go to sign up for our mailing list. It's also where you can sign up for our interviews, which we open on December the 15th. And that's for the 2024 season, not for an interview in December, okay? <laughs> and also where you go to purchase our merchandise. Yeah, because they might be interviewing by themselves on that one. <laughs> they definitely they definitely will be interviewing by themselves. By themselves. They go and have them a good old time. Uh, but but I, I won't be chill. I'll be present in January. <laughs> and accounted for in January. But definitely that is where you would go on the new website. So please make sure. Oh shoot, did I say you too? No, and I'm gonna do I'm gonna be up a little late tonight doing some YouTube stuff. So yes, YouTube too. We are there. We're- we're on YouTube as well. I think I and I TikTok. Yeah, I did say TikTok. I know that. Okay. Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, I miss YouTube. So we also have YouTube, Lord. See, yeah, I, so I can't be looking like this no we more. Are... Yeah, I can't be looking like this no more. We also on YouTube at Get Caught Up Podcast. So everywhere we're on, we're at we're at Get Caught Up Podcast. You can find us there. It's the for X. Um, so, so make sure that you follow us, subscribe, all that good stuff. We have some great things coming. Also, December the 27th, we have the first annual GCU Awards. That is where um, books Crystal and I have read all of 2023, regardless if they came out in 2023. We have some nominations in 24 categories. We're constantly trying to share all of these categories throughout the rest of the month. But on them the categories category, stressed we me were, out. Yes, they did. They did. They was it was hard, but we gonna it was hard. It in 2024. <laughs> I need to no, that just means I need to read more in 2024. Like I've never read this low in books ever. Ever. I don't need, I haven't even hit a hundred books. Yeah. 
I had, well, I probably, yeah, I, I think I read less this year too, but I'm mm-hmm. right around 70, 75-ish or so right now. So I might be there. I, I might be there. I think I I typically, I don't think I get 100 books a year, but I'm typically at least in the 90s. <laughs> By the time the end of the year, mm-hmm. so, but I'm a little low on my count this year, but that's okay. That's okay. I, we read a good amount of books this year, and we bought some great and phenomenal authors. And so yes. they have, um, they are, many of them are up for nominations. So please make sure that you tune in on December 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will be airing live on Facebook and on YouTube. We initially said IG Live, but as mm-hmm. we yesterday when we tried to go live, and Zuckerberg kicked us off with his, his Instagram five times. Mm. We want take that Z off Zuck and put an F in front. Uh, right. Listen, I was tossing middle fingers up to him all day today. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm over here on IG. So, um, yeah, IG Live sucks. And so we'll be on Facebook Live and on YouTube Live and premiering at the same time. Again, that's December the 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please, please, please tune in to see who won um, the awards. And it's going to be a fun night. And we have some additional awards. So just because your name didn't pop up on a category, don't mean you might not be on So we want you to tune in. Okay. <laughs> so tune in, tune in, tune in. And please make sure that you follow the podcast, subscribe to it on any of our platforms we are airing on spotify audible iHeartRadio, amazon music itunes google Podcasts, and apple Podcasts, and anywhere else you can listen we're also still on anchor fm it's still there so if you if you have the anchor app and you're a fan of anchor you can still follow us there as well but like I told y'all at the beginning, guys, Miss Coco DeVore, you are our Exodus interview for December, our very last one. We don't have another author interview until sometime in January. So, you guys, this, this is the same one for the 2023 season. Yes, it's over. Like the, how they doing in basketball? And now... For the, and now that is the finale. The end of the 2023 season has come to an end. You know how they say that. <laughs> I'm sad yeah, to see y'all. it end for right now, but um, we need a break. <laughs> we, we need a break. We need a break. And with this, with this interview, the 2023 season of GCU. Uh, podcast has come to an end. We appreciate you guys so much for rocking through with us throughout the Yes, thank year. you. You have broken the internet with us this year. We we gained six additional countries. We now sit at 45 countries internationally and the USA that we are aired and streamed in. And it's because of you guys, because of our sponsors, because of our supporters, I cannot thank you enough. I appreciate you time. Thank time you. Thank time you. Again. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. And we promise to come back in 2024 stronger, bigger, better than ever. So we appreciate you. And for the final, final evening of 2023, I am going to give you the honest crystal to give the closing. <laughs> Oh, dang, I should have prepared for that. 
But all I can say is, yeah, I should have. <laughs> Y'all, I be wanting to say this and can never remember. But I think I got it. You got it. You think you got it? I think I got it. Good night, everybody. And just remember to stay caught up. Get caught up. Good night. <laughs> I think. Good night. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> <sighs>